If only life were a straight path to our desired destination, wouldn't life be so much easier? Yeah, maybe. But those unexpected zigzags in our path teach us that life's tough struggles have greater purpose than we ever imagined. Stories and strategies are our focus for season four. Zigzag in One host, Melanie Brown, chats with courageous women who share their stories of encountering zigzags and how they fought to overcome them. Be assured, their stories will inspire and encourage you. But we know warm and fuzzy feelings aren't enough to equip you to fight those challenging zigzags in your path. So, this season, our guests are joining us for another episode to share strategies, mindsets, and habits that strengthened and empowered them during their toughest seasons. Join us in declaring, zigzags may interrupt our path, but they will not deter us. We will keep moving forward. Welcome to the Zigzag in One podcast. Sometimes we have a life-defining moment and don't even realize it until many years later. My guest, Tammy O'Connor, casually answered her daughter Jordan's question with these words. Well, I would be faithful even if he does not. This statement haunted her and it would be tested a decade later when Jordan was diagnosed with stage four sarcoma cancer and was given a bleak diagnosis. Would Tammy still praise God, even if he did not heal Jordan? Yes, she would. One year ago today, April 11, 2021, Jordan passed away. This episode is in remembrance of her. Tammy will share how her faith grew to an even-if-he-does-not faith, a faith that praises God even during the hardest of times. Now that you've heard the topic, you may consider skipping this episode as you haven't had a child pass away. Please don't. Tammy's journey will challenge your faith, and you will benefit from hearing what she's learned and the wisdom she's earned. Tammy and her husband John have been married for 23 years. She's an interior designer who also has a passion for the people of Guatemala. Her nonprofit, For the Love of Missions, partners with local leaders in Guatemala to support their vision for community transformation. Tammy has begun working on a book titled, Finding My Even If He Does Not Faith. Please join my conversation with Tammy O'Connor. Jordan, your mama loves you and she did this for you. Tammy, welcome, friend. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to talk to you in person. I'm seeing you face to face. I wish the listeners could because I see such joy in your eyes and in your smile. And I know that that joy cost a lot. Yes. And that's what we're going to talk about today. If you could take me back to the first major zigzag that we're going to focus on. All right. Well, um, in 2010, um, my family and I were in a tornado where it took my house. There was five of us in the house. And um, 
it was a miraculous day because there was no warning and no anticipation for such thing. The weather was a little off. I'd been out shopping with my friend and we came home. I picked up my kids from school. We were playing with our new puppy and all of a sudden um, there was a really loud bolt of lightning and thunder. And before I knew it, we were ensnared in a tornado, never even had an opportunity to get to the basement. And my 15-year-old daughter and my five-year-old son were in the living room at the time. And um, we went to go and rescue them. And everything in my house was swarming around from the tornado. My Christmas tree took flight. It was It was a crazy, crazy moment. In that moment, obviously, I was reconciled by, you know, why we were saved, who, I mean, nobody had died in the, in the whole neighborhood. And so um, there were a lot of opportunities for people to interview us. And we were really struggling with whether or not we wanted to go down that path because we had friends who had shared with us that, you know, the interviewing and the construction people were like vultures. So we were, we had come to look at our house that my husband wasn't with me and he had seen it and the news crew came over and they put down their microphone and they just said, can we pray with you? Wow. That's pretty amazing in and of itself. Yes. Yes. And immediately I knew that God wanted me to share my story. And so I ended up doing dozens and dozens of interviews over and over and, you know, proclaiming obviously God's provision and protection over our lives. And at the time, my 15-year-old, she had been a part of those interviews and listening, and she asked me a very deep question. She said, Mom, what would you be telling the news crew today if one of us had died? Wow. That's a deep question for a 15-year-old. Yes, yes. And so, but I was, I'm a believer, and I went immediately to my typical padded Christian mother statement. And I said, well, honey, just like in VeggieTales, where Radshack, Meshack, and Benny say, we'll be faithful even if he does not. <laughs> VeggieTales. I love VeggieTales, yeah. too. And so, um, and she'd been raised in the church. And so she just accepted that answer. She knew the story. It was familiar to her. And she was like, okay, and went about her day. From that moment, though, my heart was wrecked because I, of course, in my quiet time, realized, what did I just say to my daughter? Because I really felt like God was saying, do you have the faith that you proclaim you have? That even if faith. Those are big words. They are big words. They have a lot of weight behind them. And as believers, we think we have that faith. Yes, we do. But when you're really faced with that kind of obstacle and those kinds of challenges, it really challenges you to realize that you might not have the faith you think you do. Going forward from there, Mm -hmm. how did that impact you as far as your relationship with God? So I found myself um, haunted by the question, actually. I just kind of in my quiet time, started diving into truth and diving into who I thought I was in him and and really kind of spiraled into this place of like journaling and um, really just studying and, and finding who I was in Christ. And it was about a year-long journey. 
And in that process, he really revealed who I wasn't in Christ um, and that I, I was really challenged by that. I, I kind of foundationally built truth into my heart over the season and um, continued to grow in who he wanted me to be. I've had such experiences, not after some tragedy or monumental experience, but that digging deep and that really getting to God's heart and him speaking to you. Yes. So, Tammy, I know that you hit another major zigzag in your path that concerns your daughter, the same daughter who was the one who asked you about your even-if faith, which I find very interesting. Tell me how that zigzag impacted you and how God showed up during that time. Jordan found herself stepping away from her faith, Mm -hmm. which obviously put a bit of a challenge on our relationship for a while. Over about a year's time, we we struggled, and then in March of 2019, um, she wasn't feeling well, and um, we went to the doctor after a, an incessant cough, and she we discovered that she had uh, stage four cancer, sarcoma cancer. Wow! Which stage four? Yes. Right on the yes. initial diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Stage four. Sarcoma wow. Cancer which obviously was a massive paradigm shift in both of our hearts and our minds and our spirit. And, you you know, everything just kind of shifts and your relationship, all the things that you think are, that matter, don't. And so your focus then becomes mm-hmm. taking care of her, meeting her needs, Correct. those things. How did God show up during your strained relationship well he just revealed who he was in my life personally I obviously immediately drew strength from um, his truths and his precepts in my life but um, she also as a young woman and an adult who had been raised in the faith and had given her life to the Lord many years ago um she she found herself drawing on those same truths and same strength. That diagnosis, as awful as it was, did that diagnosis turn her heart back to God? Yeah, I don't ever think she actually left God. I think she just struggled with the worldly temptations. And I think that um, this definitely was a wake-up call. Sure. Um, and so it challenged her to understand what, and who who she was in the midst of it. Talk to me about the journey between her diagnosis and then how it progressed. Um, well, she received treatment um, at the um, MD Anderson, best doctors in the world for this kind of cancer. She received that treatment for about a year, and things were doing really well for a while, but then once... She, once they realized that it was not doing what she needed, she chose to opt out of the treatment. Mm-hmm. And she was always this vibrant, adventurous spirit. And she'd traveled all over the world. She'd done mission work in the in Africa and Guatemala. And so um, I, 
I knew, I knew that she was going to choose to just be free and not be consumed by what the cancer treatments do to you. She ended up getting an RV and she traveled across the United States and um, lived her last days in hospice care through an, an adventure across, across the States. So it was awesome. It was very interesting because um, it was about November, a few months before she passed, and she found herself talking to me on FaceTime. She was traveling and we had been talking and she was always concerned that I was praying and not um, focused on the reality of of her diagnosis. So you were praying for her physical healing. Yes. She was reminding you of what? She was reminding me that I needed to find my even if he does not faith. The same daughter that pointed that out to you after the tornado. Correct. Wow. While I had been praying for a physical miracle, I wasn't living in denial like she thought. I knew that he was going to produce a miracle. I just wasn't sure which kind. And as a praying mom and a journaler at heart, I found myself begging him many times to change the narrative. But ultimately, at the end of the day, I, I just wanted to know that she was sure and, and she would be with him ultimately. And that's what he revealed to me. So she ended up coming home with us in December of 2020 um, to finish out her hospice care with us at our home. It was truly one of the most miraculous times in our lives. Not only were she and I fully healed, um, but God revealed beautiful healing in all the challenges that she had been facing for years and in, in before the cancer and then, of course, during the cancer. She passed in April of 2021. Hasn't been very long. No, it has not. And I am so sorry for your loss. Thank you. What an incredible story. And even though she passed, how much her life revealed about her and her relationship with yes. God, but how that was opportunity for God to reveal himself to you in ways that connected with your heart and with your soul that maybe wouldn't have happened in another circumstance. Absolutely. Let's talk about the faith journey that is required, maybe required is not the right word, necessary for somebody to go through these different zigzags and how that shapes you as a person. What were some of the the big takeaways? I know you've mentioned a few, but what were some of the big takeaways during those years that you now can share with others who are going through struggles? I feel like the biggest takeaway is that I I find myself I just I need to run into the fire and and have him meet me where I'm at. It's an interesting way to look at it. Tell tell me more about running into the fire and and what kind of courage and 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 faith that that takes, Tammy, because <laughs> Running into a fire, I have a, a very good friend and her husband is a fireman, and that's part of what you do as right, a fireman. Right. You run into the mm-hmm. fire, um, but you're saying that, that that's part of 
your takeaway. Yeah, that's the takeaway that I have found that pretty much since the tornado, even though I had been a believer my whole life, the tornado obviously was a supernatural experience. And then moving forward in my journey and faith walk, I have found that the the faster I surrender and I just run into what I'm having to face, the sooner he'll show up. He'll reveal to me what he wants me to either learn or how he's going to show up and carry me or, I mean, just running into the fire always seems to present a deeper understanding of who he is and who I am for him. So that's what's grown my faith. And now I can honestly say that walking through what I've walked through, I have found my even if he does not faith. There is an incredible amount of wisdom in what you just shared. And we know that wisdom doesn't just get handed right. to us. Right. Oh, here's some right. wisdom. Right. No, no. <laughs> you you get to you get to go through, through it. You get to go through. You don't get to uh, take a detour and say no thanks right. God. Maybe later God. You don't get to do any of that. And and I I love what you're saying. We don't have any control. I mean, I, that's the reason absolutely. I've gained throughout the years. We have absolutely no agree. control over anything that happens in our lives. It is all God, and he has a purpose for every bit of it. I see the wisdom, and we have to face it. We have to go head on into it. And you used a word I want us to unpack a little bit, surrender. In my own experiences, when we surrender, it's almost like God throws open the door. And when we don't surrender, that door is closed, yes. and it, we want to change things, and God is saying, not until you surrender. Well, you're removing yourself out of the equation, and you're just letting him prune you and grow you and water you. And, yeah, I mean, it's a refining, It really right? is. It's the fire. It's the refining. Yes. And then, you, then you're using the other analogy of pruning. <laughs> Man, you got it yes. coming from every direction. <laughs> So that's why I'm kind of like, I'm just like, I, I mean, I, I feel like I've walked through so many of like what people look at as like worst case scenarios. And I feel like if I can, if I can walk through all of those scenarios and still have my faith and find joy in the midst of those, then I can, I can do anything with him. All things are going to be possible. He's never going to leave me and I'm going to be able to face it. So at this point now, I just find myself, I might as well just run straight into the fire because he's going to meet me there. He is going to meet you there. I mean, he says it over and over. Every time. He has so many references to remind us that he is with us. He's not going to leave us. He's not going to forsake us. And the, referring to your, your pruning example, that the pruning is so that we can be more fruitful. Absolutely. If you were to talk about the joy that you have found in the midst of grief, because those are oxymorons. Right. They, they really don't go together whatsoever. How do you balance those two? Because I know that the grief, it's not even been a year. Mm -hmm. The grief is, a, I would assume, a daily thing. Right. But the interactions, the few interactions that I've had with you so far have been joy. And I don't think you're putting on your joy face for me. Correct. I think that is genuine. Correct. How do you balance grief and joy? Well, one of, one of the things I've definitely discovered is that grief is, it's not something that goes away. So joy is really from a place of choice. But I think that it's because I've had such supernatural encounters 
with the creator of the universe. I feel like he has, he's given me glimpses behind the veil. I cannot ignore. And so it causes something inside of me that brings out unspeakable joy, even in the midst of the suffering. I have said for years that suffering produces opportunity. And so I just, I just, that's the surrender, I guess, is that I just find myself surrendering to whatever is available, whatever opportunity comes available through the suffering. It used to feel cliche to say, but now I feel like it's just the active and alive part of the Word of God. And even in the week of her passing, I mean, God showed up in such mighty ways and revealed so many beautiful things about where she was going. And he just he just revealed such beautiful um, imagery and understanding of who she was and that She's all a part of the plan that we were not. She wasn't created for me. She was created for him. Wow. That's a big statement because as a parent, they're your child. Oh, yeah. I mean, I definitely want to, you know, claim stake. Well, of course. (laughs) But to say that it's it's really she's just been a gift. Yes. To us Mm -hmm. for a time. Right. The journey and her passing was so miraculous because it felt like, um, her umbilical cord had reattached and I felt like what she was feeling. And as you know, there's this gaping hole in your chest when you realize that your child's about to pass. But each day that she got closer to the heavenly realms, if you will, every day the hole got closer and closer together. And by the time she actually passed, I felt such joy and such peace. It it was almost like I was, I had arrived with her. There was such giddiness in my spirit. And I can't shake that feeling. Like it's there. It's imprinted in my soul. I will never fear death. I will never fear what's before me. And, And I know that that can only come from the Lord. I know that it can only come from what we encountered and the truths that have been implanted in my heart. And I mean, he just revealed himself fully in in the process of of her passing. And while obviously I would love for her to be on this side of heaven for the rest of my days, but if this is what had to happen in order for a harvest to be created, then I'm going to surrender to God's plan. The giddiness is making me think of where the the deep-seated joy comes Mm -hmm. from. And that is of God. Completely. There's no other way to give credit. There's no other person to give credit to for that. Absolutely. We're going to end in just a moment. And I want to make sure that we talk about your one takeaway. What would you want the listeners to remember about Jordan and about what all you've learned during the last 11, 12 years about zigzags and life and faith? I feel like that when you're faced with any zigzags in your life, whether it's small or large, the first thing that you should do is find a surrendered heart and run into the fire every time he's going to meet you there. And you have explained that in such a, a beautiful way and, and what the value is of doing that. Thank you so much for being a part of this and sharing your story. Thank you.
Tammy, if I could ask you one more thing, would you close out the show for us? Sure. When life zigs and zags, keep moving forward. Thank you, Tammy. Thank you.